The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, everybody. It's Kat Sadler, and this is It Sure Is a Beautiful Day. I've spent decades in TV broadcasting and conducted hundreds, if not thousands, of interviews in the span of my career. And on this show, the conversations continue. My goal is that every episode feels entirely brand new, but also like coming home. Let's get into it. Hello, world. It's Kat, and this is It Sure Is a Beautiful Day. I'm so glad you're here. I'm feeling good. We just celebrated our one-year birthday. That means a episode every single week for the last year, and I'm so happy about that because it just feels like our community is growing. We have totally found our groove. I'm getting so many responses about the show from you guys and how it's touching you and how it's shaping you and the takeaways that you leave with, and sometimes it's just being entertained or sometimes it's just you liking those updates on my personal life, but I am glad that you are here. If you are one of those people who says, oh my God, Kat, I listen to the show every Tuesday morning on my walk, or Kat, I always listen to my commute when I'm done taking the kids to school. If you are one of those people, please share the show, spread the word, tell your cousin, write an email, you know, just the more we can grow this community, the more impact we can make. And then also, if you will do me one thing, I'm asking one thing for our birthday celebration, go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Would you do that for me? Here's why that's important. Leaving a review, by the way, good, but even just letting us know what you want to see on the show, who you want to see on the show, what you want to hear about, what topics and issues that I should be exploring, tell us. And there's no better place to do that than at Apple Podcasts, at the review section, not to mention that in the podcast world, just a little schooling here for you guys, reviews somehow some way in the in the analytics of the podcast space really do translate to value. So if we have a lot of reviews, it it kind of reflects just how valuable this show is. And I know you're listening. I see the downloads. I hear from you, but I'm not seeing enough reviews. So if you would do that, that would be killer. Okay. Today's guest, Jana Kramer. It's so great to be in conversation with her. We spoke on my other podcast, my first podcast about three years ago. And God, Jana just is so exceptional at letting it all hang out, being vulnerable, sharing her life. And she has created such a fan base because of that, because she doesn't sugarcoat things, because she's not faking her life, because she is just about the realest of the realist. If you don't know her, she is a singer. She's an actress. She came to fame on One Tree Hill. She was also on Dancing with the Stars. She's published books. She has done it all. You might see her on Lifetime acting these days. She has a wine company. She has her own podcast that's uber successful. But on Instagram, she really, really seems to have this personal connection with her audience. And so today we talk about that. Why is it good to be vulnerable? You know, why is that important for all of us to see other people with such platforms doing that and not just 
spitting out, you know, the fairy tale every week. Um, we talk about that. We talk about her faith. She's really been leaning into her religion because she's been through it, y'all. And if you have not followed her life, it's been in all the weeklies. It is always in the press. Her on and off again relationship with her ex, now ex-husband, um, that is over Dunzo for good. So we talk about her divorce. We talk about how she got to the other side of that. And we even talk about her recent breakup from her new boyfriend, now ex-boyfriend, Ian. So how is she approaching romantic love? What has she learned? How is she, you know, exercising those those lessons into real life? Um, and is it time for a little time out from dating? We ask her that question too. So it's all in there. Make sure to stay till the end and um, make sure to share the show and spread it and pass it on. And I hope to hear from you guys directly on my Instagram. I am Kat Sadler, just how you're feeling about these conversations. So I'm going to stop talking so you can hear from Miss Jana Kramer. Enjoy. You are so vulnerable and you're always so transparent with your audience and you do it so effortlessly. I mean, I don't know if it feels that way, but I watch you sometimes. I'm like, she is connecting with her community so much because there is no bullshit and she just lets it hang out. Is that how you feel? Is it difficult for you to do that? Is it on purpose that you do that? Frame that for us just a little bit. So, well, first of all, I appreciate you saying that. I didn't really share hard things, I think, until we separated and I was on Dancing with the Stars. And, you know, because that was a big shift. That was the big kind of moment where something bad happened in my life that I had no choice but to share. Right. Sure. I could have not said anything. But at the time, like, you know, Instagram was such a a way of connecting with people. And I think I was just so alone, like feeling alone. And I'm like, am I the only woman that's kind of been through this? And, and I didn't share really much until I started my, my podcast wind down because I was just like, I, I just feel kind of trapped and like, I need to go online and be like, Oh, yay. Like, I'm so happy. But really like when I press post, like I'm going to go cry in my room now. Like I'm, I'm not happy. Like this isn't, this is so fake. And I just, I don't like feeling like, I don't like feeling that way. So I guess like to, to answer your question, like a roundabout way, like it's, it's hard to be, it's, it's hard to share, especially when people are like, why do you show yourself crying? Or why do you, it's like, well, do you want the real version of me where I'm going to just pretend like everything's amazing and great? Or do you want to see me like, Hey, like I'm having a really hard parenting day today. Or like, yeah, like this single parenting is really hard or you know, this is what my ex and I are going through. This is what my husband at the time and I were going through. And cause I'm like, I feel alone and I don't want to feel alone. So that's for me, it was like a way of just like selfishly, like having a community of people to like help me not feel alone and hopefully simultaneously helping other people feel the same way, not alone. Yes. Yes. Well, I think it's been effective and it's, it's wild to hear you say that because literally my last guest on this show, Chriselle Lim, who is also, you know, has a very high profile account and career, said the exact same thing. Like, here right. we are putting forward this 
almost what looks like a fairy tale life to the rest of the world, but would then go away. Like literally the second you post, you're going away and you're sad or you're you're just going through the same everyday hardships that a lot of people go through. So I just want to applaud you because I think that's a really healthy way to to put yourself out there, especially, you know, here it is May um, Mental Health Awareness Month. I mean, if we were all faking it all the time, I mean, that serves no one. And that can actually send the wrong message, right? That all the girls following you have to live up to some kind of normal that really doesn't exist. No, yeah, not at all. And it's like, and I don't, you know, and I, I look to other people and, you know, read their things. Like, you know, I, I was saw like Caitlin Bristow posted about like having depression. I'm like, okay, like, I'm not the only person that like has moments and waves of certain depressions. And it's not, you know, I had someone once say to me or that I saw was like, they said, now, you know, she just wants to push these men away so she can say, see world poor me. And it's like, no, like it, it, this isn't like what, what, why I go on Instagram and share times of some hard days is not to say, see poor me. It's to go, Hey, this is, this is who I am. This is what I'm struggling with. And I got to believe I'm not alone in this because it is such a low and with mental health health too. Like you feel so alone. Like it's so many times I've felt so incredibly alone that I'm just like, am I the only one that feels unlovable? Am I the only one that feels like I don't have this figured out or I don't know what I'm doing or it's just like, and I don't want to have to feel like I'm the only person. So it's like, like I said, it's like, it's kind of selfish on my behalf that, you know, I, I go on there and share to get, to feel other people's, you know, reactions. Cause it's like, I just want to know that like, I'm not alone in this. Yeah. I've been pretty open about a lot of things on the show, but also in the past about my heavy periods and the headache that I've had associated both literally and figuratively with my time of the month. Thanks are changing that for me. I am so pumped to tell you about these reusable underwear that absorb your period. Uh Uh-huh. It's true. They look and feel just like normal underwear, but they're not. They're better. Thinks period underwear come in a range of absorbances from lightest to super that hold up to five regular tampons or 2.5 regular pads worth of blood, okay? So they are machine washable. How great is that? You toss them in the washing machine with your other laundry. You can hang them dry and thinks is size inclusive. So they're offering all of their cute styles in sizes up to 4X. You don't have to take my word for it. Over 1.2 million people have made the switch to Thinks. Thinks has a 60-day money-back guarantee, so you can try their period underwear risk-free. You guys, I'm telling you, this is a game changer. And by the way, their vision is not just to make us all more comfortable and make our lives a little easier and do away with all the mess of all that other stuff is that they're making a healthier world through sustainable solutions to menstruation and incontinence, okay? So thinks it's T-H-I-N-X, thinks T-H-I-N-X, is offering you guys, our ABD listeners, $10 off your very first order with code CAT, that's C-A-T-T, rethinkyourcycle.com. That's RethinkYourCycle.com to claim $10 off your first order using code CAT. Make the switch to Thinks today. 
Hi guys, welcome to Digging Deep. I'm Dr. Sasha Shokrin, the relational doctor, but more importantly, a human just like you with a story that continues to unfold. Each of our lives is compiled of stories, and my job is to help you detangle those stories. As a psychologist, I'm here to tell you that growth is never linear and that life is full of highs, lows, and everything that exists in between. My plan is to dig deeper into the stories that will inspire us, move us, and remind us that we're never really alone. Don't miss a new episode of Digging Deep every Monday, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Well, I already skipped over what I normally ask people at first, which is just how are you? So before we <laughs> dig into some of your life and and career and your healing, which I think is so important to talk about, just how are you doing? How are you doing today? How, how let's take your temperature, Jana. It's so funny. I'm I'm good, but it it was my girlfriend who's also my it's it's hard because she's my best friend, but she's also my manager. And and I wouldn't say so much my manager. She's like my, like my lifeline, like just, she helps me with everything in my life. And, you know, she helps me with my, my brand stuff. And I mean, just literally everything music. And she was like, Hey, can you post that you have an Amazon live today? And I was like, she's like, can you do it right now before you work out? And I was like, I'm actually in the middle of crying. And I sent her a selfie and she was like, Oh no, what's wrong. And I was just like, just like having like a day. But then, you know, <laughs> I go to the bathroom. I'm like, oh, I started my period. Okay, well, there, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> check, check one off at least for just straight up hormones, right? Who can't relate yeah. to I that? Like, okay, I was like, there's hormones, so I'm like, so, so, like, you know, I'm, I'm good, but I've got like, you know, hormone levels are, are wacky right now, but you know, it's just a season. It's like I'm in a season of just like learning lessons and going through the motions and and kind of finding myself through those moments. So I mean all in all, like, I'm good. Like, I'm so grateful. Like I, I wrote the other day, like how it's like, I'm, I'm healthy. I've got beautiful kids. Like there's, no, I'm not dying from a disease that I know of. Like I, I, I just, I'm trying to be more grateful and more um, appreciative of the things that I have in my life, as opposed to like the list of things to the left or that audition that I just saw that I didn't get that popped up when we were doing this. So it's like, you know, then mm. instead of just focusing on like those negative things. Mm. I saw you um, doing your self tape yesterday and I'm just like, damn, I, I, I am one of those people as a mom and single mom, technically by definition. Like I, I sometimes I watch them like you are doing it. You're doing self tape auditions. You were on stage the other night with Jesse. Yeah. Um, you like singing, you've dropped a single wasn't too long ago. You've got your wine. You I mean, girl, you and you're, you know, doing the mom thing and you, the kids are, you know, moving and shaking and you got to keep up with that. How do you create yourself time, your self-care, your self-love? Because I know you talk a lot about romantic love. Again, we'll get to that, but like I know you know, because you've been through enough therapy, that at the end of the day, it comes back to loving yourself. So how do you put yourself first? And how do you carve out that time to center and get right with yourself? I have a really hard time with the, the loving yourself piece. And it's something that I, you know, I've struggled with for, for years, which is why I think I've gotten into just kind of bad relationship after bad relationship. But I think I'm going away to this, and I don't want to say the name yet until I get back, but I'm going to this um, amazing, like, spiritual healing retreat. So it's like, I'm taking a week away from my kids, which, you know, it's going to be really painful, but like realizing that's like something that I need to do for myself to be a better mom, to be a better friend, to be a coworker, lover, like all, all those things. And just like to continue to grow and, 
and, and learn more about, you know, things that I might be holding on to that I don't know, or things that I do know that I need to work on. So I think there's that piece. So I'm like, I'm going to do that, which I'm so excited about because I've never really taken a week for myself. I've done like three day things, but nothing that's like been long like that, especially post kids. And then I think, you know, I have the kids 70% of the time, but just saying like, Hey, do you mind taking an extra day? Cause I just need a minute. Like I'm, I'm really tired. And like, I, I heard myself get frustrated with Jace today. And it's like, and if it's, and if I, you know, so like, so like asking for help is something that I'm learning to do. And then also, you know, when, because I do have the kids so much, it's really just about finding time at the end of the night to just like put it away because I'm like, I got to write or I got to do this, or I got to study this audition. And then I just, what I do is I pile up all these emotions. And then I have moments like today where I just cry it all out because I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, How much do you sleep a night? Well, it depends how much wine I have that night. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you saying the wine interrupts your sleep or are you saying the it, wine it, puts it, you down, wine down? <laughs> it's, a, it's a little bit of both. So like when I don't have wine, I'm like restless and I can't fall asleep. But when I do have wine, then I'm like waking up a little. So it's like, I'm trying to find like the healthy balance, but it just, it really depends. Like if I'm, if I'm really healthy, like I'm getting eight hours lately, it's been like five to six. Mm. And you still find time to work out. You still found time to train for your half marathon. I'm sorry I keep bringing this up, but I, I have run three in my life, and I just know that's not marathon. easy. What? Did you, run, did you run a full? Oh, no. I ran three halves. And okay. even that girl. Oh, wait, did you just run a full or a half? I ran a half. My, I'm aiming for a full at the end of the Ooh. year. But I, yeah, I'm so a nervous about that one. how do you manage that? What was that about, I guess? What was that half marathon for what did you want to accomplish? And you made it look easy. Oh, it was not at all. I write like kind of a, a goals list every New Year's Eve. I always sit down and I put a relationship goal, you know, I put a personal goal and I put a work goal. And so, you know, under my personal goals, it said run a half marathon. And I also put like kind of an asterisk, like I know I can do a half, but like, I, I'm like, is it pushing a goal? Would that be a marathon? So I'm still kind of like debating that in my brain, even though I told everyone I'm doing a marathon. So I'm just like a little scared now because the half was so hard, but I mean, I did it because I ran up to 11 miles training, but honestly, for me, running is so mental that I, I had a full blown cry panic attack at mile three. And I stopped for about I had to walk with my friend, Emily for about three minutes. And I just had to like, I mean, it was like, I'm looking to see who can take me home. Whoa. Like, I'm like, should I ask that cops take me home? Should I? Cause I'm, it's, I don't know if it was like, what well, was a lot of things. Like I had just the, the day before I, I did a show in Texas, we had early morning call times, both time. I had just, you know, gotten, I just had like my first breakup, you know, like post-divorce. It was just like, I was just so emotionally exhausted that I was like, I was proud of myself for even going because I didn't want to do it. But then I was like, okay, no, I trained really hard for this. Like, I'm going to run for myself. Like I'm going to do this. And then mile three, it's like all the people, it was like so hot. It's like, it hasn't been hot yet in Nashville. And all of a sudden it was like an 80 degree sun is shining day. And I'm like, and all of a sudden my breathing just got like super shallow and I get dizzy. And I was just like, and my two girls that I was like training with, one of them went ahead of me and I just stopped and I was like, I can't do it. And my friend Emily was like, yes, you can. I was like, no, I can't. And then I just 
kind of just had to like word vomit all this stuff and all my fears, all my anxieties. And then after I said it, I was like, okay, I think I'm ready to run again. And she's like, okay. And she's like, and, and, I, and I go, but if I have to stop again, like, will you stop with me? Like, she's like, yes. And we ended up not stopping again until I think I had to get Gatorade at like mile 10. But I mean, I ran, you know, that was for like a 20 second stop. But I mean, I, I ran, you know, obviously all of it. So it was, but it was so running is so mental. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I have sworn off half marathons, but my last one I did, I I had a similar experience at like about mile 10 or 11 where I was getting just so emotional. It was kind of actually a positive moment where I was just so proud of myself because it's not easy. And sometimes like your whole life bubbles up in those moments and like, because you have nothing else to think about. It's you and the pavement, right? And you're just, you're so in your own thoughts. And I I had a similar where I was like, oh my God, am I going to hyperventilate? Because I really need to breathe here. But it was like, I had to kind of swallow some of those feelings because I think actually when I did that, it was... I was in a kind of toxic place in my life. And I think that was kind of bubbling up, like, because you you just can't hide. You can't hide from those feelings sometimes. And the physicality sometimes even brings even more of that stuff to the surface. But I love that you kept going. And I love that story because I think, again, that's another reason people look to you is that you're just so damn strong. Like you, it's not to say you didn't have the adversity and it's not to say you didn't like want to give up like everybody, but you kept going anyway. I, God, I was just like, I just want to hop in that police car and have him take me home. But then it, like you said, like it was at the very end of like, you know, seeing the finish line. And that's when I started crying again. Cause I was just like, okay, did I hit my time? No, I was 15 minutes past the time I wanted. I started to like beat myself for a second, but I was like, it doesn't matter. I finished, like I started something and I finished it. And like, it's just like, and then I, you know, I saw my ex was so sweet to like bring the kids to the finish line. And so it was just like that, just seeing like my kids. And I was like, okay, like, but now I'm like addicted. Now I've already looked at like other half marathons. Cause now I'm like, now I want to like beat my time and I'm going to like run, not stop at all. <laughs> so, well, and you got to be in a great shape. I mean, there's no way to not be in great shape to be able to do that. We'll be right back. I take great pride in putting really good products in front of you guys that I believe will help you, that will enhance your health, your wellness. You know, we're always talking about taking care of ourselves and creating time for ourselves to really nurture our health. And so I want to tell you a little bit about Care Of. If you have not heard of it, it is a subscription service that ships high-quality personalized vitamins and supplements and powders right to your door every single month. How it works is you take this short, short quiz, but it is an in-depth quiz. It's rather easy to take. I took it myself and it's kind of nice to take an inventory. You're forced to think about how you live each day and what choices you're making, what your health goals are. It records kind of your lifestyle and then you get these personally tailored recommendations based on your answers. For me, you know, my goals, especially right now, leading into summer, I'm really trying to up my fitness. I really care about quality sleep. So I was matched with magnesium. They have this beautiful product called the Dream Weaver. Helps with sleepless nights. It helps with muscle function and recovery. Um, I'm really, really loving that. But they will customize this for you. So I highly encourage you to go take the quiz 
It's care of. It's super easy. You go to takecareof.com, enter code CAT50. You get 50% off your first care of order, okay? So this is a special offer just for my It Sure is a Beautiful Day listeners. 50% off your first care of order. Why would you not do this? Go to takecareof.com and enter code CAT50. And now back to It Sure is a Beautiful Day. What other things are you doing to work out? Your body is just ridiculous. I saw your legs. I was like, maybe I will run another half marathon. You look amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I work out with a trainer called, uh, her name's Erin Opria. She's awesome. She was famous for getting Carrie Underwood her legs. And I've been training with her since Jolie was in my belly. So I've been with her for six years. And so we train every Tuesday, Thursday. And then on the other days I run and, and I take off like a day or so. Yeah. How are you like in Nashville life? Because again, when you were in my bedroom here in LA, you were you were you were always kind of back and forth and you were traveling, but having cemented yourself there now, how has it enhanced your world and the baby's world probably too? I I mean, I love it so much. And it was, you know, it was a place where I would come, you know, when I was not filming One Tree Hill, and then I made so many friends here. And then when I got my record deal, like it was, it was such a an amazing place. And then, you know, obviously my ex and I, we left Nashville, moved to LA to kind of reset and have fresh memories. And our plan was only to stay in LA temporary until we kind of built us back. And, you know, we would stay there for two years. And right after I had Jace, we were kind of like, man, like we miss our friends back in Nashville. You know, we've now got two kids. I'd like a yard. And again, we miss our friends. So we ended up building and and I'm so glad we did because, you know, a few months after that was COVID. So the fact that, you know, we've been able to, we have this backyard and a house and neighbors and my friends, like, it's just, it makes me so happy. It's, you know, it was the, like one of the first days of spring and it was pretty here. Just all the neighborhood kids just playing in the streets. And I don't have to worry about, you know, stuff that I had fears in LA about. And, you know, it was just, it, it's just so nice. And I feel like it's just a really good upbringing for them. And it reminds me of, you know, how I was raised and yeah, I love yeah. it. It's, it's, and I can afford a house here. I can <laughs> never, I would have had to move to Valencia or afford a house in LA. There's that, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Tell me about it. You know, I've never been to Nashville ever. Can you believe Are it? I really want to come. It's, oh, please, please come. I've got two guest bedrooms. Come stay. Like, I've got every other weekend free. So every other weekend is really fun. <laughs> Slide me in. Yeah. Slide me in. I would love, I would love, I've just heard so, so many wonderful things. I do want to come back. So many people from LA are moving. I from- know. Yeah. I know it's the mass exodus. People are going to Nashville and going to Austin and moving, but you talk a lot. I was listening to one of your recent podcast episodes where everybody got to kind of ask you anything. And you have been really sharing a lot about the lessons learned. You've been talking a lot about your healing. If you had to kind of pinpoint what has contributed to your healing in these last couple years for people listening who, you know, might be in a bad relationship or might hate the job they're in or just, you know, whatever adversity they're going through. You know, I love, I think it's the uh, Casey Musgraves line that healing doesn't happen in a straight line. And boy, is that true, right? Like we heal, then we backslide, we return to old patterns. Sometimes we have to learn something over and over and over again. 
For you, what have been the key parts to your healing that you think might help other people if they should explore it? I mean, for me, therapy has been huge, finding a a great therapist. I mean, I've, I've been in therapy for many years, but I've truly found a therapist that I just adore and love. And she has really helped me. And we've done, you know, I've I've had some trauma work that I've had to get past. And so, you know, I've done EMDR and brain spotting and just to help with more of the trauma parts of my past. So that's been really helpful. And then I think just, you know, something that my therapist tried to drill into me is she was just like, you're not going to get out of something and then expect to be perfectly, like you said, like perfectly healed. Like you're going to have missteps. You're going to falter because it's a pattern that you've been used to for so long, or it's a pattern that you are familiar with and it's comforting to you. So I think just like really allowing myself to have grace for moments that I might not handle perfectly because of, you know, certain triggers or whatever. And I think it's just, you know, surrounding yourself with people that will speak truth into you when you have a hard time speaking truth into yourself and believing that truth. And eventually like, you know, hopefully you can look in the mirror and speak those words that your friend spoke and you can believe them. And I think that's something that like, I, you know, struggle with and like, hopefully can get to one day to believe the things that other people speak into me. Any advice for people who resist therapy? I mean, like you, I've done it, you know, off and on my whole life. And it definitely, this past time, single-handedly brought me back from some real dark places. Some people just, you know, either have an allergy to it or don't believe in it or don't know where to begin to find a therapist that is actually good for them. Yeah, it's hard because, I mean, there's some people, so there's certain people that I've met that just laugh at it don't think that it is, they'll never go. Those people, I don't know if I could ever convince them just because they're so strong willed in that sense. And I know that I couldn't probably ever be in a relationship with someone that has that strong will. I will never go to there because it's like, well, what if something comes up in your life that is traumatic that you do need someone to talk to that, you know, because sometimes your friends aren't going to give you the best advice. They just might not, you know, or trying to find one. I mean, I'll I'll say again, like it's taken me years to find. And it's just, I would just say, just keep showing up in whatever way. And if you can't afford it, then, you know, find someone that can be helpful, whether it's someone, I don't know, in church or someone that, you know, you can confide in that will give you good advice rather than like, oh, let's burn their house down and, you know, go drink a bottle. Like, you know, yeah. like that, that's a, that's a good friend to have some days, but then you need the other friend too, that can like help guide you a little bit. So, yeah. um, yeah, I would just say if you, you know, can't afford it, then that's, I would definitely talk to like find a church or, you know, some kind of small group or I don't know, but it's tough to convince certain people of that. We're back in a minute. Would you believe it if I told you there is a delicious line of candy that is transforming confectionery? Meaning it's gone beyond sugar, no artificial ingredients into something that is actually better for us. Better Bears. If you listen to this podcast, you heard me talk about it. If you follow me on social, you have heard me talk about Better Bears because this is not your traditional full sugar candy, okay? This is proudly made in Canada with plant-based ingredients in recyclable packaging. They're cute little gummy 
bears um, that are naturally sweetened. They're low in sugar and calories and high in fiber and flavor. Yes, that means it's a candy you can actually feel good about. These gummy bears are free from all the nasties and other candy brands. No gelatin. They never use sugar alcohols. No gluten. No artificial flavors. No colors or no GMOs. This is all important to all of us moms, right? And dads. I hear you out there. I see you out there. You can feel good about giving these school-friendly snacks to your kiddos without maxing out their sugar budget, okay? So I want you to go to the website, take advantage of my code, please. Better Bears wants to help spread the joy of plant-based low-sugar candy. Click the link in my show notes and use my discount code CAT10 to get 10% off your order today. All you have to do is use code CAT10. Say yes to candy. Okay, back to the show now. How instrumental has your faith been in your life and especially right right now? Yeah, it's definitely something that's that I have slow stepped into because it's just been something I haven't really trusted or I've always kind of questioned and just really kind of going through what I've gone through in the last seven years and especially the last year with divorce and stuff, there's nowhere else at the end of the day than to really turn. Like it's either that or you're alone. And like, I don't like to feel that. And, you know, stepping into faith has helped me realize that I'm not alone. And so I think that's been something where it's helped me heal for sure, but also helped me walk in times that are really difficult. And like, I have a great, you know, support system now in church too. And, you know, people that when I doubt things or question, like I, I was talking to someone who's very big in the Christian world last night. And I go, do you really believe that God's going to lead us to, to our person? Like, do you really believe that? Like at the end of it, it's like, God, cause I don't know, you know? And she's like, well, I'm 60 years old and I'm still like trying to figure it's like, Cause it's like, you want to like put all your faith in it, but then it's like, it's so hard to do that. So it's just, but that's what faith is. And so it's like, you know, I, I still struggle with it, but it's something that I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop fighting for it. Yeah. Huh. Funny you bring up the word fighting because, you know, one of the last times I did speak with you, you had just dropped your book, The Good Fight with Mike pre-divorce. When you think about those times and how, freaking hard you have fought. I mean, I don't think anybody would ever accuse you of not fighting for love and fighting for your marriage and fighting for your kids and fighting for yourself. Have you made peace with that or do you still get a little bit angry? I mean, justifiably so. So I've definitely forgiven Mike. You know, I I, I realized that for like a year I was holding on to waiting for an apology and I kind of realized that I'm never going to get it the way that I want it, like in and, and the words that I want spoken. And so my therapist, she made me write this letter from him. It was from me. And I, and that was in a way, like, even though it wasn't his words, it's what I needed to hear. And it was so like healing and so helpful. And I remember like, just going like, okay, you know, I don't want to have to be the one to carry this stuff. Like he doesn't care anymore. Like he's, it's like, so I'm like, why, why am I putting so much 
And like forgiveness isn't for the other person. It is for me so that I don't have to be shackled down by the past and the infidelities and the lies and like the ruminating of it. Like it's exhausting and it's mentally like, I'm sick of talking about it. I'm it's like, I'm sick of like, I'm just like, I just have to let that piece go. And, you know, it's like, of course I, of course it sucks. And there's days like tonight I don't have my kids. And it's like, you know, as much as I like, again, I need some time alone. It's also like, I never would have wanted my family apart and I would have fought forever. And like, but you know, you can't fight alone. And, you know, our, we weren't meant to, 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 you know, live together forever. And, 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 and it sucks that like, because of his choices, I had to file for divorce, but you know, at the end of the day, it's like, I'm, I can't harp on things that could have been different because what, what good does that do? Like, it doesn't do me any good. This is what we are. We're a family of three and I'm working my butt off to support my kids. And yes, do I wish I had my family 1000%, but I don't wish that I had that family. That's the thing too. Like I'm, what I was holding on to was a vision of a family that never existed. Yeah. It was what I had in my mind. It was never real. Yeah. So it's just what I believed and hoped and wanted and dreamt of. But the reality was, is that's not who he was. That's not who we were. Right. Mm. You said recently, I want love so bad, almost to my detriment. I want love so bad. You opened your heart again. You Mm -hmm. and Ian have broken up. Has this been easier for you? Do you feel like because of these lessons, because of more life lived that that's fine and that's okay. And this is what life is. You know, you meet people and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Like, how do you kind of frame up this most recent relationship? Well, I think of it in a way where my divorce didn't kill me. Nothing is going to kill me after my divorce, you know, unless it has something to do with my kids. Like it's, that was one of the hardest things I ever had to to walk through. That was excruciating and incredibly painful. And I don't wish it upon anyone, but having said that, like it has also been the most beautiful kind of like rebirth. And, and I'm so happy that I did go through that because now I can really be mindful of what I want. And it's like, I have to no joke now for future relationships. Like because I do, and, and I think it comes back to loving myself. And I think when I truly, truly, truly love myself, I will never settle for things ever again. Like, I think I will see something that's a giant red flag, or if someone were to lie to me and not make excuses for them, but just witness. And again, like I, I give a lot of grace for people I, and I understand people make mistakes, but there's just certain, I think, boundaries that I've just done such a bad job of sticking to because I just, I'm like, well, that person, they didn't need to do that. Or, you know, it's probably really hard to be honest and I get that and I've done this or I've done that. And so, and I, I disrespect myself in the process of, of staying in something that I know that's not what I want out of someone. I don't want to be with someone that just lied to me. I don't want to be with someone that has you know, done X, Y, and Z, like, that's not, that's not the kind of relationship I want. Cause then guess what? All my stuff, all my past triggers come out. And then I become someone I'm not. Mm. And that's something that I have to realize too. And, but I think I have settled so many times because I just, 
I, I do, like I say, I have so much love to give and I want to love someone, but I think I'm, I got to love myself to love the right person. And I bet that feels good. What you're describing, knowing your boundaries and like, man, girl, we, we are so similar in so many ways, but I know what you're describing and people listening probably do too, because when we lie to ourselves all those years and over time again and again in the name of love, right? Oh, and look the other way or swallow this bad thing or swallow Mm. our own voice because we don't want to rock the boat or just accepting less than stellar behavior over and over and over again. What that does, or at least did for me, and I think it's what you're describing is I liked myself a whole lot less. I didn't love myself every time I did that. And I I didn't even know how to trust myself at the end of the day because I didn't really know how I felt because I was so busy lying to myself about said person or said people or whatever. And so the fact that what you're saying, what I hear you saying is now I can see this, I can identify it. And not only do I see it, but I'm actually acting on it. That's huge. But that's the piece that I'm like, so scared about the next time. Cause there's things like, you know, in in past relationships, post-divorce and even previously, you know, you know, before marriage and during marriage, like there's things that I'm like, Oh, I'm not going to tell my friends that because they're not going to like that. And they're probably going to tell me to leave. I'm like, I would say like any, anytime that, you know, you feel like you have to hold back because you don't want someone to not like your person. And I understand like you should keep some things private in a relationship. I get that. But when you know why you're not saying it, cause you don't want them to tell you, you need to leave. <laughs> like that's a problem, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, and, and yeah, it's like, for sure. Like when you, then you just don't like yourself either and becomes a version of you. But I just, I I hope that the next time I can see those and go, okay, I'm going to do it differently this time. Not because, and not just stay with this person because I want to feel love. Yeah. It's just hard when you like, you get things like, Oh, I never got this from my ex. And this feels nice to have notes and love, letters and love and like feel it. So it's like, okay, So I'll just excuse this part because this feels good. It's like, that's not good either. No, it's not. Is it true you're, you're on a single assignment for a while? Is that, is that the plan? I mean, breaks them more hearts because I'm sure they're lining up, but are you, are you having a dating timeout? Yeah, I just, I, I just really want to focus on me, the kids go to that retreat, like, and just learn to love myself and and before I step in, you know, to any relationship, like I have to know that I am like so strong knowing that there's going to be boundaries and consequences like for, for the next ones, because I just keep doing myself a disservice and becoming somebody that I'm not when I allow certain things to happen over and over again. Yeah. Well, I am so proud of you. I just, I, uh, you continue to blossom and, and it's, so cool. I'm forever rooting for you. And I'm also rooting for your career, which I can't even hardly keep up because we see you on the Hallmark channel and we, you got your podcast and then you're on stage and you're making more music and you're doing all the things. So of all the things you're doing, what are you most, most excited about right now? Oh man. You know, I mean, obviously being a mom is that that's like the best, why I work so hard. That is why I grind as much as I do, but I am, I'm currently writing something can't really confirm or deny if it's a book or not, but I'm, I just, that's been super healing. So I'm excited about that. And then just expanding my wine business has been really fun. And, 
and just being creative. Like I was able to, you know, do that movie with Mario, which comes out later this, this winter on Lifetime. And, and so it's just been, it's been fun to be able to produce and create and just be a part of that behind the scenes too. So, I mean, it's, it's, and, I, and I'm excited for things like what's, what's next. Like, like you said, I'm always I'm auditioning, like I'm doing stuff and, and I'm looking forward to, you know, next opportunities because I feel like as I grow and heal and work on myself, like opportunities, I think will, will open up. Yeah. Did I misspeak? I said Hallmark, it's lifetime or do you do both? Yeah. I, mostly lifetime. Okay. <laughs> people always like, I'll be like, that's on my, on my lifetime. And they'll be like, Oh, um, I loved your Hallmark movie. And I just always say, thank you. Cause it's like, they don't, it's like people just think Hallmark and Christmas. It's like, the thing, but yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay. Well, You're always so generous and I just appreciate you taking the time. And when you do come to LA, you better call me up or vice versa. I'm going to come to Nashville and maybe we could get Sarah there too. And we can all, all have a good old Nashville kind of weekend. You can show me what that's all about. I would love that. That'd be a lot of fun. Everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And a reminder, you can catch a brand new episode of It Sure Is a Beautiful Day every Tuesday. Please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And of course, I'd love to hear from you. So leave me a rating and leave me a review. Also, follow us on social media for all the behind the scenes action and more info. That's at I am Kat Sadler on Instagram and at ABD with Kat. Talk to you next Tuesday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.